3. When Beowulf started to bark, Danny wiped the condensation from the bathroom window. A black crown Vic sat in the driveway, and a crime scene unit waded through the pond. Headlines ran through his mind. Death in the duck pond? Something fishy in the pond? Death among the duckies? Out of habit, Danny jerked open the door to the medicine cabinet. A whole army of bottles awaited his command, his multicolored friends, a regular rainbow coalition. He slammed the door shut. He'd taken himself off the antidepressants and tranquilizers months ago. All the medication had turned him into a zombie. Now he faced mornings clear-eyed and jittery with a sense of life bleeding back into his veins. He wasn't sure he liked it. Danny pulled on a pair of jeans and a black sweater and glanced at himself in the mirrors that surrounded him on all sides of the cavernous dressing room. Very GQ today, Mr. Ryan. Ready for your close-up? A year ago, his column had run on the front page of the Metro section three times a week, including Sunday, and Andy had been talking syndication. After all, he had been a valuable asset in an industry dying from the competition generated by the 24-hour news channels, bloggers, and online self-promoters. He still sold papers. His columns and blogs had helped staunch the hemorrhaging somewhat. Now it was a good day if he got dressed and remembered to eat. The great Danny Ryan. What was it the old man used to say about him? You can package shite and call it butter, but it's still shite. The old man had a way with words. Maybe he should have been the writer. Danny walked down the narrow back stairs, part of the original house built in the mid-1700s. The steps were steep and treacherous. Beth and he had debated ripping them out, but the handmade beauty of the polished oak had worn out. They had settled for childproof gates Connor had quickly learned to open. Once, Connor had wrapped the fuzzy blue rug from his bedroom around himself, sat on his plastic green sled, and launched himself down the back stairs. Danny had run to him, horrified. Look what I did, Dad, Connor had said. Indoor sledding. Cool, huh? Danny had to bite his cheek to control the urge to yell, Are you fucking insane? Instead, he had knelt beside Connor and said, Not cool, dude. You could have cracked your skull. Don't do it again. They had spit and shook hands. He went into the kitchen, his great family home, minus the family. Beowulf was still barking, but the cops hadn't approached the door. Danny opened the refrigerator. Quiet, Wolf. Walk in a minute. He tossed Beowulf two hot dogs. Beowulf gave one last growl, grabbed the hot dogs, and settled under the table as Danny pulled out an urn and made coffee. He opened the freezer and extracted eight enormous coffee cakes. Beth and Connor had been gone almost a year, and women still brought him food. He would stuff most of it in the freezer until there wasn't any more room, and then clear everything and take it to the local homeless shelter. But Danny knew cops loved free food and hot coffee. Why not feed them? The poor bastards were in for a miserable enough morning. Melting frost on the sunlit windows sparkled in a dancing prism across the cherry cabinets, just like any winter morning. Danny could almost believe last night was a dream. Inferno. Michael had said that, but what the hell did it mean? Could Michael have been working on something? Danny couldn't imagine what that something could be. A play about firefighters? A hot new group? A club? It would be a first if Andy had assigned him anything serious. Andy had always treated Michael like the village idiot even if he was his son. He picked up his cell phone, charging on the counter. He had a missed call, Alex Burton, the paper's chief political reporter. He deleted it. Over the past two weeks, she had left messages ranging from, Yo, Ryan, could you give me a call? to, Daniel, I really need to talk to you.
He told himself he'd call her soon. Come on, Wolf. Danny pulled on a jacket, and the big dog jumped up eager as a puppy. He attached Beowulf's leash, and they headed out to the duck pond. The two local cops from last night stood watching. Not unusual. After they determined Michael had been shot, the county detectives had taken over. The local cops didn't have the resources to handle a homicide investigation. Of course, Michael had died here, but who knew where he'd been shot? In town, probably, that wouldn't be a surprise. Michael bought his coke in quantity, which meant he carried serious cash. Anyone could have ripped him off. It wouldn't have been a first. When Danny drew closer, the cops turned, and he could feel them assessing him from behind their dark glasses. Wolf pulled at the leash, and Danny gave him a little extra lead. They reached the cops, and Wolf lifted his leg to pee. Morning, Danny said in his most ingratiating voice.